You are listening to Barcelona Metropolitan Podcast. This is Terapia with Harry Scott. Hello and welcome. We are here today in the lovely town of Saint Cugat and we've come here to visit Tot Terapia, which is a multidisciplinary therapy center. I'm joined today by four of the team here. I'm with Marta Gomez, Ainoa Corbera, Jack Guan, and Corinne Dorotea. Lovely to meet you all. Lovely. Th- thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah, Thank you. So, Corinne, I suppose the best way to start things off is what is Tot Terapia? What is exactly is it that you guys do? Okay, uh, Tot Terapia is a, uh, a multidisciplinary center, and uh, what makes us really different and special is that we work in a transdisciplinary way. But um, I know I will explain. I think that later. Um, so, what happened is is that um, when someone have has a difficulty um, in, for example, in children, neurodevelopmental um, difficulties like ADHD, children with uh, difficulty with um, attention, concentration, or reading pro- problems, academics, behavioral problems, all this doesn't really affect just one area, like, let's say, speech therapy. Um, most of the time, these children need more um, of more disciplines working with them. But this is really difficult for the families these days. They have to go from one uh, specialist to the other. And sometimes the whole week they're working on uh, just getting the therapies done for their children. And so in Toterapia, the idea is to put everything under one roof. And so we all work together. And that, uh, therefore, you don't need to every discipline look at the area they work uh, with, but um, together we decide a plan and the best plan and what the child needs at that moment. And sometimes it means that even though it has, let's say, speech problems, um, speech won't start because we will start from the bottom till the, and work our way up. And so uh, we will decide, for example, that someone else will start the therapy. And that's a transdisciplinary way of uh, working. So you need to be really aware and know how other disciplines work and understand the way of working and understand the area they um, they are involved with and try to influence that well that's that's basically toterapia and the name says it it's all all terapia so every all terapia a child and not only a child we work also with adults because our focus is from the brain so and everybody who has a brain can come to toterapia so um yeah mm. Yeah, and it's a really diverse team that you have here as well. I mean, you all sort of specialize in in very different disciplines, I guess. Yes, uh, we've got occupational therapists looking at the movement, coordination, and all the bottom-up uh, issues that uh, Corinne was talking about. We have a speech and language therapist, 
psychologist, nutritionist, physiotherapist. And as Colleen was saying, we all work together. We share our knowledge, although we have our own different backgrounds. And we work on a specific issues. We will be working together simultaneously in the same session, for instance. Um, and so we share like a common understanding of what the needs of the family are. And then we, we share an approach to meet all the needs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of people maybe when they would hear therapy, you'd immediately think go straight to psychology. But it's but it's more than that, isn't it? There's, there's a lot more other things that, that you go into. Yes, we, we call therapy actually also switch therapy is also therapy. Then you would uh, work more on uh, speech um, problems, pronunciation, communication problems, or understanding the uh, understanding communication. So that's also one area. But occupational therapist, for example, uh, what I know I explained is a totally different uh, area. But that's also they give therapy to solve problems with well, motor coordination, sensory integration, um, and uh, so actually even the nutritionist is also a therapy because through changing your diet you can change also the neurotransmitter in your brain and it can function better and sometimes it changes behavior in children so that's also a therapy and the combination of all these um, makes that uh, we're successful mm, and so yeah so they're all they're all linked as well all the different you make sure that um, the different courses that people are doing all, all linked together, yeah. Yeah, because what usually happens, or what happens a lot of times, is that people come to the center with um, some symptoms, some things that are going on, and some current difficulties. And what we do, we, we, we have a look at the everything, and, and we might find out that there's underlying difficulties or things that they might not be uh, very present for the parents or for the teachers, but to us they are very important because they 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 um, they are the basis of uh, they are the basis of the development, uh, and so the, we might start working with those difficulties instead of the ones they were coming to. Yeah, and we call that the bottom-up approach. So what um, you a lot you see that um, families come when children are not doing well in school and so they're having academic problems they are reading slow or, and whatever but um, actually a baby when it develops into childhood and then adulthood you the brain has a certain um, the milestones that it can accomplish every time and um, if there is something not developing quite properly um, there, um, then you will have problems in academics later. And the normal approach of other centers are just uh, training reading. So that's what they say also. You have reading problems, train the reading. If you have um, math problems, train math. And you can keep on training, but if you don't have the neural circuit that fires at the exact rate that it needs to be firing, 
you can train, but it's just not there. So what we do is try to find out what neural circuits are not firing properly. And uh, we give a bottom-up training, and that's most of the time motor training. So this is the link where right now in the science they are finding that movement has an influence on the cognitive abilities, so it's there. And it definitely works. So um, what we do is we give these exercises, and uh, um, and that's the bottom-up approach. But we combine them also with a top-down approach. So the typical normal exercises like reading, um, we do do them. And so you're using your new uh, acquired. Uh, circuit that is firing properly to retrain that ability and that's when I'm, I'm using reading as an example but this is with a lots of different things um, you can change uh, the way the brain works and um, that's the bottom-up top-down approach yeah and your care is primarily for children but you also do it for adults as well um, what would you say the main sort of differences in, in, in care for, for children and adults? Well, we, we do have especially strains in, in adults and in children, uh, and we have specialists that are trained in both. And um, depending on, on each, I mean, we are people, we are different persons with different needs, so uh, we will work on whatever needs to be worked. Um, we do have different this is very practical, but it's important as well because this um, the center can be very busy sometimes, and the children are very noisy sometimes. So we do have separate separated um, waiting rooms for adults and children. Um, but yeah, um, it's basically different trainings and different approaches. So it depends on each specific case. Then. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. yeah, because we also um, see the person as or we try to understand how his brain or her brain is functioning. So all the psychologists are also trained, or um, yes, they they have experience with adults, and uh, um, yes, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, um, so. And most of us, we, we started working uh, with adults, but um, and especially with adults with uh, neurological difficulties. And so translating that into other difficulties you see in children is really actually easy. Um, yeah, so, um, and for example, Jack. <laughs> Works with uh, with with it's uh, our uh, language and speech pathologist, and he works more with children. So, yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah. So what? So Jack has just arrived. Jack, what um, sort of specific uh, care do you do you yeah. specialize in then? Um, well, similar to what Karim was saying, I, I started off working with adults actually, um, and especially um, adults with autism and learning disabilities. And moving over um, to Barcelona two and a half years ago, I've been working primarily with um, children with autism and also dyslexia. So I've worked quite a lot on reading remediation, um, liaising with the schools as well, and seeing how we can support the children to meet their academic goals, often around reading difficulties. Um, and as well as that with articulation, so speech difficulties, looking at pronunciation. And that also requires working with the families and helping them to work outside of the sessions around maybe if it's one session a week to help them support their children at home and I mean yeah just sitting around this table I think it, it it's clear that it's a very bilingual uh, team 
So, which can be something tricky, especially for um, expats, English-speaking expats living in, in Barcelona. It can be quite tricky to find English-speaking care. Um, yeah, um, I believe that, uh, well, um, when you are looking for like a physical therapist, um, that's not that difficult because they just point at a leg, I believe. And um, it, you don't actually need um, the language to be perfect in, you know, in, in English when you're looking for an English speaking therapist. Um, well, in our team, we have this so inside the team. There's the English team. This is the team you're talking to. And uh, in in a few weeks, we have also a movement therapist that uh, speaks English on a high level. And then, but I believe that especially when you're talking about speech therapy, um, what people do is you, you have to find a speech therapist in Spanish. And if you, your child, for example, or yourself um, after a stroke, because we are specialized also to work with people that after a stroke, they don't speak anymore, or they, they, they lost a certain area of their speech. Um, um, this care needs to be in that specific language. And I, even though I speak English, uh, I like that Jack is part of uh, our team because he's the native speaker. And uh, I feel really comfortable, but Jack is really, I mean, this is absolutely comfortable. And I believe that when, especially with speech, you need to have a therapist that speaks your language. Yeah, also adding on to what Karine just said, <clears throat> when we're talking about the support for the families at home, like I said, outside of the sessions, it really is important to speak in their native language. So if they are obviously from an English-speaking country, outside of the session, it's important that they understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how they can you know, support that. And that has to be in their native language. In, in psychology, I would say the same thing. Like um, Language is very important to feel comfortable and to to have the experience that someone is really understanding you. Um, and also, um, uh, following on what Jack said, we really work very closely with families. And even when it's the children that attends to, to sessions and to therapy, um, it's important to for them to have the support. And, and we spend a lot long time uh, explaining and um, giving them tips to carry on at home and um, giving them techniques uh, so they can improve um, in, 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 their, in their family as well. Okay, so the family is always a big part of any child's uh, care, yeah. Mm -hmm. And schools as well. We do visit schools. Uh, and help the teachers to understand the child better and, and, and to meet their needs in, in the classroom as well. Yeah, and that link with the schools is something that is quite important with one of your, um, one of the big things that you offer, which is the, the GAT. Um, could you explain a little bit more about that to me? Okay, yes, so um, that's the academic therapeutic group. And it's aimed to families, especially children, that uh, find it difficult to adapt to normal academic um, environment. So they have like sensory overload, um, 
yeah, they find it difficult to follow classes. Um, for example, children with autism, yeah, that um, have so much um, information coming up and they cannot adapt to uh, regular classes. And, um, and this is to help them by doing um, the academic uh, part here in Dotterapia, but also doing the therapy part. So um, this also means that children don't spend like eight hours at school and then having to spend another two or three extra hours going to different centers to have therapy. And we try and do it all in one, adapt the academics to their, um, well, different uh, needs and um, abilities. Obviously teaching, but um, also having the therapy part. So that's done in conjunction with specific schools then in, in Barcelona and the, the local area? Yes, so um, this uh, it's can adapt. It can be like a transition. So you come, for example, three days a week, and it can end up just being one day a week. And it's, yeah, to help this transition and adapting to schools. So we do as they said before, keep in contact with the schools so that it can let us know what they're doing and we can work with them here as well. Okay, and what are the... Are there some specific different areas as part of GATS that, that, you, that you look into? So maybe communication or something like that? Yes, yes. Um, depending on the needs of each child, we'll look in like to communication. Um, we'll do the academic part and then we'll do um, yeah, communication. Um, we have uh, Little Town here in Totterapia, which simulates, um, well, everyday places where we would go. And we can practice there and um, work on everyday activities there. They also have therapy, so they have occupational therapy, do like um, um, also like speech therapy within the same like, let's say school day. Yeah, I, I got a brief uh, tour actually around uh, Little Town just, to, just, just a few minutes ago, it looked really, really interesting. Um, and it seemed like the the sensory or the the sensory part of that was looked uh, really interesting and really important. Yes, um, we can. Uh, there are some speakers in the in the roof, and uh, the idea is that uh, we have the, the the offices in Toterapia are pretty white, and uh, and and sterile let's say there are not too many um, um, sensory information there so the children can just focus and you can work one-on-one -on -one. but the idea of the little town is to have a bombardment of sensory um, um, uh, stimulus. stimulus yes exactly looking for that word um, so um, we can put um, sound in that, uh, so we can put sound like it's raining, for example. We can put sounds of uh, cars passing by. Um, we can make the light, uh, we can make it dark, we can make it lighter. We can put 
put black light. Um, so all that can change the environment for the child. And it, there's a lot, every spot of the wall is painted. So it's painted like there is a, a, a town. It's a, a place in a town. And so it, it, there's too much going on actually. But we want that because what I've seen is one-on-one, -on -one, I was working with several children and I felt that they were doing really good. And then I went to school and they were really, uh, because in school there's too much going on and they cannot apply what I taught them. And so I've, I have thought that I needed a place to implement um, or have a place with, where there's too much stimulus and see if they can do what I taught them. And uh, so, and then in group form and with noise and with um, lots of colors and uh, with the music on and well, et cetera, et cetera. So, and uh, so that's the idea of Little Town. And now in GAT, we can use it the same way. We can, let's say, start really calm and bit by bit increase the sound of like a classroom sound for children that cannot tolerate the, the, the that sensory, auditory sensory uh, issues. So we, we, can, we can do whatever we want, actually. And we can change uh, every aspect to train the child. So bit by bit, we can train him to go back to school. Most of the time, what schools does is they get a person inside the classroom to sit next to the child and help him out. Sometimes this works, um, but most of the time, um, the, the sensory is still there. The sensory overload issues with, within the child are still, de still there. And so what we need is um, sometimes to take the child out the environment for just a while um, and then so he can come back and better and better um, trying to, well, after training, that he can cope better with all the sensory issues in the classroom. Yeah, and one of the other most interesting things I thought about um, Little Town was the way that you could replicate normal social interactions there. So you have a, a, a pharmacy set up and there's a, um, a, another shop selling food and there's a library. And so would you then, you're practicing what it's like to be in different social situations with the kids as well. Yes, yes. So uh, the World Health Organization said that a child needs uh, healthcare and needs food and needs a school and clothing. So that's the reason we have a boutique and we have a hospital, a little hospital with a little uh, pharmacy and a, uh, a library that represents school. And so, um, and the supermarket. And so in all these areas, you can play that one is shopping, one is uh, um, you're paying, you're the cashier. And, but uh, you can also uh, work with numbers, uh, with uh, calculation of, uh, for example, you, I give you 10 euros, you have to buy the ingredients of this recipe. Um, well, can you do this or no? Um, you can, uh, our occupational therapist is really happy with a clothing shop because you can train uh, all these children that don't clothe themselves in the morning, that they need help from their parents, they can train it there. And, uh, and in the pharmacy, we can work, uh, we, we have uh, lots of uh, uh, fine motor skills, exercises to make their own pills, not really, but um, yeah, so yes. Yeah, it's all have like a structured communication where they can practice to then work on like their communication yeah like when there's a structured 
um, conversation and they might have problems communicating once we've practiced something they feel comfortable with and it's structured then can like bit by bit go into like more like spontaneous communication and is that something quite unique to talk therapy is that not not a something like the little town's not a common thing that you find at most places yeah i think it is quite unique and um what I've worked before personally, what, the, what I've seen around in, in our area, is more the, the clinical side is usually dealt, dealt with quite well, where we have the sessions where children and adults can work one-to-one -one in a more of a sterile environment that Karim was talking about. But sadly, there's not that area where you can try to replicate real-life scenarios. So all those skills you might learn one-to-one -one in a clinical environment, maybe it's hard to go into the real-life environment. So I think that makes it quite unique that we're able to bridge that gap between the really clinical environment to the, the more realistic outdoors environment. So that's what it provides us. And another thing, Karine, that you mentioned to me earlier is that you, there, there's no uh, doctor on site prescribing uh, any medication to, uh, to the kids as part, as part of top therapy. And you want to kind of look for alternative routes to prescribing, say, a child with ADHD with medication for it. Could you elaborate on that a bit? Uh, yes. Um, uh, first of all, I have to say that um, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, parents that decided mm -hmm. to medicate yeah. their child because it's necessary and they find it necessary, it's, uh, that has to be like that and it's perfect. Um, but I want it to be a center that finds a way that um, we can do therapy without the medication or even give families the alternative, the opportunity to um, treat and help their child without using medication. And so we have neurofeedback um, that's based on an EEG. And uh, there are electrodes you put in the scalp of the head and it listens, so it doesn't put electricity, it listens to the brain waves. And it's connected to a device, a computer, and it shows the brain waves to the child in a, let's say, a video game way. There is this, like a space shuttle flying through a tunnel. And if you are um, doing the correct, um, uh, brain waves, and that is that in two different uh, points of your uh, head, your um, the brain waves are more or less the same. The the space shuttle starts flying really fast, and so that gives pleasure, <laughs> and so the children want more of that, and so that's a positive feedback. And um, so you try it again, but this time the computer tries to, um, you have to um, like use the brain waves in a different frequency. And then again, you receive uh, positive feedback. And so the fact that you are trying unconsciously finding, uh, changing your brain waves makes you regulate, auto-regulate more. So you don't get 
tantrums in little children and you can train attention because how do you train attention most of the time you tell someone yeah put attention yeah i'm trying i'm trying and then little bird flies uh, outside and then chips there goes the attention so this is an unconscious way to train the attention and that's neurofeedback in 2013 the pediatrics um the association of pediatria <laughs> pediatrics they just um put neurofeedback uh, even uh, as high as uh, medication for adhd be yeah for being the same effective so yes that's one of the things we can do there's more there's more way more <laughs> yeah and the the link with technology there is interesting is there is that something you put kind of a big onus on is using uh, technology to help with with the kids um yeah i'm i'm i it's, it's like combination of hobby and work um i'm really fascinating about uh fascinated about the brain and the way it, it works and um and i'm reading a lot all the time about and i specialized in functional neurology um and it's a work in progress i'm still still all the time finding more information and ways how um, exercises can influence the brain and so um, one of one of the things you could do is using uh, devices that um, like neurofeedback we have interactive metronome which is also another um, device you can use and also technology and the world is really on this uh, area is developing re really fast and I'm uh, well I'm trying to stay ahead mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you mentioned interactive metronome. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, you hear a, um, it's, it's a metronome. You hear a metronome sound and uh, the child, the person gets a, uh, like, um, um, like a click a button in his hand, which is with Bluetooth connected with the, with a computer and the computer has the program, the software who, um, makes the sound, the beeping sound. And then you have to like, um, clap your hands exactly in the ping of the metronome. So you have to plan your movement and lots of children with um, speech problems, but also children with um, ADHD, children with dyspraxia, with planning, motor pl planning problems, um, have difficulties in clapping their hands exactly on the beat. So also auditory processing problems you can train with this. And so this is just the basis. Um, you hear the sound and you the sound is repetitively and you have to clap your hands in the sound. And then um, by changing the, 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 the button, you can use like a mat or you can use a different button that you can click with your tongue. For example, you can train the tongue, you can train legs, you can train balance but adding also always adding precision and time and that's exactly what sometimes children with uh, ADHD has problem with so yeah it sounds like a kind of music therapy almost is that something else that you offer here we had, um, but and we're looking for um, so this is uh, another discipline we would like to add to the team yes Great. And what is the, what has the uh, reception or the feedback been like from from families and and kids that you've been working with to something like the little towns? Say what what well, what's the the thing that you've had the best sort of feedback from of, of what you guys offer? 
when when people come to visit us, we always wait for uh, opening the doors of Little Town as uh, the last. Uh, we always do a, like a tour, and the last uh, space is the Little Town. And always when we open the door, the jaw drop, and people are like, what? And there's silence for a while. And they cannot imagine that that we have this, and this is all the time. And just just by looking at this, it's like, yeah, their reaction is, I cannot imagine you have this. And also uh, with other therapists that come and visit us, talking about other children, and we we work with other therapists. Also, there's always the reaction is jaw dropping. And yes, we're growing. People are referring. Um, we, we, we don't do much uh, on, on marketing because it's all word of mouth and we're growing because, because of that. Are there any, any plans for uh, some new things in the immediate future? Yeah, we're really excited because um, Barry Prisant is coming and he's a, um, uh, he discovered or discovered, he designed a new way of working with children with autism. And he's coming to the center to give uh, his uh, workshop um, the 29th and the 30th. 30th. Yeah. yeah. This month. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're excited about that. And it's also related to GAT because he can help us out and make the team better. And uh, yeah, well, that's the immediate one. And we're um, building, well, we have our method and we're building a computer program where um, we have all our exercises and we can evaluate every step um, that we do so parents know exactly where their child is in the development and we can therefore because we know better what we're doing we can change uh, therapy goals and uh, to make it more effective and yeah we keep on uh, doing a lot of courses and things okay great so we've We've talked about GAT, we've talked about the little town, we've talked about your transdisciplinary approach, but what would you say if you had to sum up is Tot Therapia's kind of core ethos or your core values? Hmm. <laughs> um, I believe that um, it's not about what we can do to help you, but it's what you need. Um, I think that by combining, our goal is always looking what, what do you need, and to not what you need like in general and in long term, but how to make it as effective as possible. Because um, when I was working alone before having a team, I would always wanted to solve things only with speech therapy because that's my basis um, and I've seen that sometimes I need to wait and it's not about speech therapy but it's something more emotional or something more um, uh, motor so by looking at the child at the person actually what the person needs with the whole entourage so the family the school work um, that that what that is what is really, yeah, the essential part is what 
person needs and not what the therapist need to offer. So that's a, it's a really subtle um, difference, but I, I think that that makes a difference that um, I've seen normally when I was working alone, I normally did sessions for two years and now we never pass one year with someone in therapy. So, yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you all so much for, for speaking with us for, for this Barcelona Metropolitan Podcast. And if people want to get in touch, what's the, what's the easiest way? <laughs> um, they can call us. Uh, I boof. I don't know the or number. On your, yeah, on your website. On sure. our website, yeah. we have a contact form. You can write what you need. Always leave your telephone number because then we can call. Mm -hmm. Speaking is always um, easier. Um, yeah, our webpage. You can come and visit us. Yeah, um, come yeah. and visit. Come see the little town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the easiest way, I think. Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks so much again, everyone. You've been listening to Barcelona Metropolitan. Thanks so much. We'll see you all again very soon. You are listening to Barcelona Metropolitan Podcast. This is Terapia with Harry Scott.